The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now every meal comes with a side of cash back. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Cars are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Shirewolves owe us lunch money, and we will be taking it at that event. Whitworth, the system, the clock, Harlock, none of these guys can get in front of my destiny. What's up, sweaties? You're watching Heroes. It's episode 244. It's Monday. We're going to be talking about Ms. Marvel. Is that coming to you soon as a movie? What about Doom Patrol? That is coming as a TV series. Also, Superman. Sequels. What's going on? We're talking about Deadpool. No, no, we're not. We're not going to talk about that. Hey, guys. Guess what? (laughs) All of us, I'm sitting here with Robert and Amy. We just came out of the Deadpool 2 screening. Man. We can't talk about it right now because there's an embargo. We're literally not allowed to talk about literally it. Literally can't talk about it. Amy, what are you not going to talk about on this episode? I am not going to talk about having just seen Deadpool. And Robert, what are you not talking about? Uh, I have nothing to say about Deadpool. But guess what? We have a lot of things to say about Deadpool 2, which you can tune in tonight at 8 p.m. when that embargo lifts. And then we're still not going to spoil the film for you. We're going to do a non-spoiler review. We don't want to do spoiler reviews until the actual movie comes out and you got a chance to see it. And then we just like spoil away. But definitely watch our non-spoiler review. We'll give you what we think about Deadpool 2. Uh, But moving on, Ms. Marvel. We're hearing about Ms. Marvel. Is she following... Captain Marvel in the MCU in the in the universe sounds like yes that's what Kevin Feige basically was kind of hinting at in an interview saying look we love Ms Marvel she's got a place in the MCU we're going to be developing her but we have a little thing called Captain Marvel to take care of first Amy, you love Kamala what do you think about this in, in, this news There's not enough cheering in this room I, thank yeah. you. Yay. Thank you, Roka. Uh, Kamala Khan is one of the best new characters to enter comics in decades. Like, bar none. Like, it, it, it is a thing that virtually 100% of people who have checked out her book will agree. Uh, it is like reading 60s Peter Parker. Uh, G. Willow Wilson created this character with Adrian Alfona, the original artist. Uh, it's been, it started in 2014. Her name is Kamala Khan. Her books are available. Uh, and if you haven't read them yet, you are four years late, but that is fine because they are still out there. Uh, get caught up before before she makes her entrance into the Marvel Universe. I am four years late and not ashamed to say I've not, I've only seen her inside comic books as part of a team. I haven't gotten her individual 
issues yet. I'm thinking of, of picking them up. Should I just start right in the beginning? Four years ago, it's Ms. super Marvel easy. This is one of the very few heroes where if you're like, where do I start? It's like literally in the book where she was created, Ms. Marvel number one or volume one from and, 2014 and by G. Willow are, Wilson. Her powers are very different from Captain Marvel. She's almost like Mr. Fantastic, she's right? Got, yeah, she's got a stretchy thing going on. There's some different sort of strengths and weaknesses to her version of that shape-changing power. Uh, and uh, but but you'll find out when you read the book. I love the idea of having a Muslim superhero. I think that's also really cool too. Like, um, do you think that they are going to introduce Kamala in Captain Marvel? Yes, yes, I do. Why not? Because now probably not in the body of the film because it takes place in the nineties. Mm. But I think I could see the character will either be referenced or we'll learn something about. Her, but you know, hearing Kamala Khan, I can't help but think about Louis Jordan's character Kamal Khan mm-hmm. in the 1983 James Bond movie Octopussy. Right, he was the villain, one of the villains. Right, and uh, he was also the bad guy in Swamp Thing, which I highly recommend you not seeing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but come on, no, and, and it's it's interesting. I I I, I don't know. Sam, an old school Miss Marvel care. I won't even get into you know my Carol Danvers. So Carol Ms. Danvers Marvel. is Ms. Marvel to you. Captain Marvel is also. Uh, Dominique, right? Uh, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, Monica yeah, Rambeau, yeah. Right. It's uh, but but Monica no, I, I almost had it. <laughs> now you have sold me. I want to go back. And now, is there a hardcover omnibus? There is a hardcover year one ish size one. There's not All yet a right. hundred dollar omnibus. Give uh, them time. I will get the hardcover. Yeah. I will read these stories. Yep. Jewel Wilson has been nominated for Best Writer Eisner several times for her. Like she's just an incredible talent, and this this character is, I believe, strongly going to stand the test of hey, time. Hey, look, I'm always excited to be behind the times on stuff. So when somebody's like, hey, you got to check this out, and it's been around for a couple years, and I've just been like, hey, I'm reading what I'm reading, now I'm going to start reading that. Well, there, and there are things where, to me even, where I'm like, oh, this still feels new, it feels weird for it to be making it to other media so fast, and then you do the math, and like, Spider-Man made it from comic books to an animated show in like three years. Right, yeah. Like, this is not... Spider-Man, out, like, Spider-Man. Does, it's yeah. not weird if something exists and it works and you start weaving it into your, your wider universe. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll... like. It would be very cute if they can work in a reference in the Captain Marvel movie because it would be a nice callback to that her, her real first issue is her first issue, but there's a glimpse of her that you get in the previous, in the Kelly Sudikonic written Captain Marvel series. Okay. Uh, which, which is... That would be a nice callback, but I don't know that it's going to fit in. I don't right. think... It doesn't sound like their plans are that far along. Well, you know what's weird? That... a a character group like the Doom Patrol, yeah. which is super weird and like no one knows about it except us nerds, is actually becoming a series on the DC Universe, the new streaming <laughs> service. Literally, while we were watching Deadpool 2, this news dropped and we got a logo. Look at that logo. There's the logo. Check out the logo. The Doom Patrol. I think I'm in a dream right now. I don't even think this is real. Uh, uh, yeah, it's real. What do you, I mean, Robert, Doom Patrol. It's a series. Well, in the original Wolfman Perez, you know, run of Titans, right. Doom Patrol, you know, and it makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. And then we we're, we know they're in the series, the new Titans series. That's right. Which now acts as a backdoor pilot. So they must be so happy with what they've seen already of the Doom Patrol right. when they're making Titans. Uh, they've decided to make it into a 13. They have apparently a 13 episode commitment, which I think is it, it goes to it, it's proof of concept. So they must be really excited about it. And the proof's in the pudding. I hear they're really excited about Titans as well. So I think the excitement it bubbles over where they're like, screw it. Just green like that. Let's make that and then also make that other thing. So, Amy, Doom Patrol's a reality. What do you think? I, it's 
difficult to believe. Uh, yeah. I, I imagine we'll be getting, like, we've often talked about wanting, like, a super genre distorting Grant Morrison-esque Doom Patrol, and I have a feeling we will get something that's a little bit closer to standard superheroes, but right. they will get a chance to introduce a lot of the weirdness that makes them love them. And it does seem like a huge vote of confidence in the work that they're building over there that they would yeah. go ahead and pull the trigger on this. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol has had many incarnations. I love the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol. I also love the John Byrne Doom Patrol, which are like only like 18 or 19 issues, whatever. I love that too. And I love the original Doom Patrol, which I have plenty of issues of, which are now going up. Who cares if they're going up in money? I'll just <laughs> give them away at Free Comic Book Day. That was a couple days ago. What do you think? 13 episodes. Greg Berlanti, this is his 14th series in production the guy is like just literally a comic book churning machine if What's they can on? do this you know who i want to see star you know what? I, want, I want the metal men yes to team up with the doom patrol the metal men are not i mean you'd think that that would be crazy but it's not because they're literally about one month away from announcing a metal men animated <laughs> series i'm not kidding anything could happen nowadays guess what you know what could happen a superman sequel could happen are we going to see this five years going on now i want to see russell crowe as a creature like you know 3d thing singing to kal i don't know if that's going to ever happen but i want to see a man of steel singing movie. what something from la Miz. i don't know <laughs> but i want to see this superman movie more than any of these other movies they've announced so far because i really dug man of steel and you know let's not talk about anything else but let's get that superman movie what do you think is going to happen are they going to announce it at san diego comic-con uh, you know what i think i uh, i really like chris mccory you know i've i've met him on a number of occasions uh he he won an academy award for usual suspects he's direct for writing it he's directed the last two mission Impossible movies oh, yeah. including the one that's coming out fallout if he if they get him because of his relationship with henry cavill yeah. and I think that would be, if they let him write and direct a Superman film, mm-hmm. we will get an auteurist Superman movie. And I think Chris McQuarrie is the perfect guy. They've got him poised to do that. He's already said he'd do it all. Hen- he's just waiting for Henry to ask him, and yeah. he'll do it. And I, I think that, I mean, if, if, if Tom Cruise is now calling him McHugh, he's not even Chris McQuarrie anymore. He's not Academy Award winner Chris McQuarrie. He's just McHugh. Right? <laughs> I think that's not like the McGee Superman. That's a different the that's McHugh different Superman will be different than the I McGee. I want to see I want to see that McHugh Superman. Amy, if I was to pose a question, you got Peter Jackson doing Superman or you have McHugh doing Superman, who's your choice? Ooh. My first instinct is who's more excited? And I feel like right now that would go to McQuarrie. Yep. Because uh, I would watch either of those guys doing a Superman movie in a heartbeat. Well, Peter Jackson is up for either continuing doing Lord of the Rings or taking on a DC superhero. I would rather see him go and take on a DC superhero. He's already done Lord of the Rings. He also did The Hobbit, which we want you know, watch Lord of the Rings again. I, I want to see him do Constantine. He would be excellent doing Constantine. I think that's a great call. Get Peter Jackson. I know you watch Heroes. Get on. Make a little call. Do Constantine. I think it would be great. Uh, guess what's happening? It's Robert Meyer, Meyer Burnett's birthday tomorrow. <gasps> and then it's my birthday on Wednesday. So we're celebrating. And it's Amy's birthday, but it's it's not in the same month. So we're just going to make you. It's Friday. It's your, Get out of here. <laughs> Is your birthday really Friday? We all have birthdays the same week. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. I didn't even know. Yours is on the 18th? It is. Oh, my God. It is a hero's birthday week. <laughs> Wow. Because, like, this is so convenient. Producer is, powers activate. Bring whiskey. All right. So we're having a little special heroes meet and greet here in Burbank at the Panera. 
bread shop, that whatever you want to call the coffee place. Those guys are going to be inundated by sweaties because right across the street is the Avengers Infinity War, which we are all going to see the IMAX 230 screening. So it'll be me, Robert, um, Amy will be at the meet and greet, Koi and Marquia, and as many other nerds as possible. We'll be carrying Roke over there because he's got a limp right now. So we're all going to be there sweating it out from 1 to 2.30, and then we're going in to see that IMAX and that air-conditioned, beautiful theater. So definitely come and hang out with us and get nerdy may 16th my birthday i'm turning 25 can you believe it it's oh crazy it's already you can rent a car I now know. it's kind of young guys so anyway uh that's how we're going to celebrate uh our birthdays which is uh, i'm stunned <laughs> that you are also she's one of us she's a taurus and mm-hmm. she's amazing that's why we're a good team my not God. stubborn at all no stubbornness in this room I, we're very stubborn people but guess what we're slightly bullish you might say but you know what <laughs> I'm really, I'm overly excited now. So definitely, <laughs> if you're in the Los Angeles area, and some people even are like, we're going to fly up, don't get too crazy. Don't be spending money. Just come and hang out with us if you're in the, in the tri-state area, five-state area. You could drive here for two hours. I wouldn't be mad at that. But don't get on a plane. That's crazy. Some people from overseas were like, I was thinking about, don't do that, dude. Just buy a comic book. God damn it. So let's get into talking about comic books. Comic book pull list. Let's get right into it. Number five, we've got that team, Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. That's where you can't break up those hundred bullets. We've got Moonshine, number 10. We've got Captain America, 702. Mark Wade with a bunch of different artists, especially Howard Chaikin. I'm like, wow, I couldn't Come believe on. that. Yeah. Brave and the Bold, number four. It's a revelation. It's done by the genius Liam Sharp. He's writing. He's drawing. He's killing it on this book. Pick it up if you haven't picked it up yet. Number two, we've got Batman staying on the Batman tip with Tom King and Tony Daniel. We're getting closer to a big wedding. And finally, Avengers, number two. We're bringing in Celestials. What isn't Jason Aaron doing that's not amazing? We got Ed McGinnis drawing it. So what do you think about this pull list? I mean, this, like, some of them, like, you know, we go back and forth. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's all the, you know, the, the regular superheroes. And other weeks, it's like, here's all the, you know, more experimental and di- different stuff. We've got crime noirs. We've got thrillers. This has a little bit of both. What do you, what's, your, what's your pick? And if you have something to add. Uh, all, all these are great. Uh, uh, Avengers 2, I'm very excited for this mm-hmm. new run. As you know, I, I love Jason Aaron. Uh, I, I'm, like, really excited for the run-up to the, the big Batman event. Like, it's it's gimmicky, but it's working. And yeah. Tom King is so much fun to read. Uh, if you if you missed that date night two-parter, you got to catch that. Two, three, however many that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great list. And I saw some of your, your uh, honorable mention picks are very good this week, too. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions. Thanks for reminding me. Robert, did any of those? Uh, well, I was going to say, Howard Chaykin's dra- d- drawing. Yes. So clearly, I'm a huge, huge, huge Howard Chaykin fan. Mm-hmm. I love his artwork. Clearly, the United States of Hysteria did not do as well as he'd hoped. Right. So how how he's got to eat. Hey. So he's doing some drawing, which I love. I love his. No one draws like Howard Chaykin. I mean, ever since American Flag. Hell, back to the Star Wars adaptation. Mm-hmm. The yeah. 77, he did that. But it wasn't until American Flag that I really started to love his, his art. That's where he really came into his own style. Yes, absolutely. And I'll just, I will get anything <clears throat> that he does. So I'm excited about that. And I loved Avengers 1. I can't wait to get Avengers 2. Yeah, Has it really been a month since the first one came out? It's only been a no. month. And, and now they, we They're got... on like an accelerated schedule. A oh. lot of these books are either 18 a year or oh, like wow. over oh, at wow. DC. A lot of them are twice a like, month. Yeah, it was only three weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, my sense of time has been broken for several years because both companies have gone to either twice a month or like one and a half. It's, okay. No one knows what month it is But anymore. you know what? In this case, I'm not mad at it because I saw that cover with the Celestials. Like, bring it. Bring it. Now. <laughs> quickly. Honorable mentions. We got Wicked and the Divine, number 30. 
36. Woo. We got the Superman special number one, Gideon Falls number three, and of course another Jason Aaron pick, Thor: The Mighty Gates of Valhalla. If you haven't picked up those Thors, do it now. This is a little continuation of that. I can't wait to see <laughs> how it continues, but. That's what I wanted to throw out there. So get to your comic book shop. There are a lot of amazing comic books waiting for you to read. Here's a, a Creator's Corner this week. Uh, I'm going to throw out two Kickstarters that I think you might enjoy. The first one is from Pete Von Schale. Now, he's an incredible artist. He loves Cthulhu and anything Lovecraft. And guess what? This is all of his artwork that he's ever done, done in a linear fashion where he kind of, you go through it, check out this Kickstarter and support this book. I've gotten a lot of different uh, books from uh, from Pete Von Chali. He does a lot of like kind of EC related kind of, he did this erg kind of comic book, which is great. And he's been having a great success doing these comic books on Kickstarter. So, you know, definitely support him. And I wanted to throw out another thing for DJ Woolbridge. He's been on our show before. He's a comic book pundit. He's also a guy who's got his own comic book called Chaos Theory, Zombies versus Dinosaurs, and this is volume two. He had a successful run on Kickstarter, getting the very first Chaos Theory, Zombies versus Dinosaurs, volume one, which at, this, at that point, I don't know if it was called volume one. It was just like, hey, I'm going to try this thing. Mm. Now we got a volume two. He's going to get some reprints of volume one. So definitely check it out. Have you guys gotten a chance? To, are you familiar with you, you know DJ, but what about Pete Von Chale? I, you know, I met Pete Von Chale a couple times a guy named a good friend of mine named Taylor White. Oh yeah, Taylor proprietor from of, Creature, uh, Creature Features. Features yeah. And I'd cross paths with him. I've always loved his artwork. Oh, he's amazing. You know, he's great, and he's done a lot of work for film, and Hell he's yeah. done all kinds. That's of That's how I met him on the Death of Superman Lives. What happened? He was one of the first people that we were able to interview. And the the interview process of making that movie was Robert Meyer Burnett is in it, but it's like getting all of those people, especially when you finally are like trying to get Timber, and it took two and a half years. So, doing documentaries is like a, a complete different job, and a lot of it is just doing that due diligence and research, and trying to get in contact with people, and I'll have to say Pete was one of the friendliest and kindest guys, and he made a lot of weird creatures, brainiac monsters and things that Superman was going to possibly fight, and that's when I first got into his art and kind of fell in love with his art style. And so making stuff, you always meet cool people. P. Von Chale is one of them. DJ Woolbridge, I can't wait to get his Chaos Theory the Dinosaurs versus Zombies. I mean, the artwork in there looks fantastic. What are your thoughts about DJ? DJ's great people. Uh, I've known him through the shop for ages. I'm so proud of, like, that he got the book out, that he did the thing. Like, and it's one of those great things where you're like, you know he's going to deliver. You know he's going to deliver yes. what he's telling you. Uh, and, and, like, so please go back it. Definitely back those. If you get a chance, you can go to Kickstarter, Creators Corner. I'm going to do that every once in a while. Just support all of our creative people who we know and love here at the Collider Heroes family. So, Minor Mutations, let's get into it. The big oil slick spill is there. Check it out. Jeremiah wrecks havoc as the Joker in the Gotham City finale, No Man's Land. Huh, I wonder where they got that title from. <laughs> now, is this the Joker? He's got purple hair. I don't know if he's a Joker, Jeremiah, Jimbo, whatever his name is. They're not going to call him the Joker. I guess that news came around but i gotta say that trailer when i watched it, i was like wow this is such a weird series that i kind of feel like i've given a go every time they have the joker and then i'll watch those episodes even though he's not called the joker i don't care they should call him maurice maurice space cowboy it's <laughs> a little 70s hey, steve miller I, reference i like for it you. i like it hey you know what <laughs> i don't mind that though because it's like look if he's not gonna get called the joker I, that took me so long okay sorry <laughs> bruce wayne Bruce Wayne is not going to be, uh, you know, 
turning back into Batman, or is he? Is the fifth season gonna jump, do a time jump in ten years? That's what we keep hearing, but probably not. They're probably gonna be like, yeah, it's actually we're just saying that to get a renewal, and it's actually still, you know, we're still at Gotham with all the weird villains and no Batman. What do you think is gonna happen fifth season? What do you? Well, think? It, it's interesting because a time jump would be a cool narrative experiment, experiment, but if it's their final season, it'd be a weird way to pay off the fact that like you spent four years with a certain cast, right. and if you have to like replace half of them for your final year it's going to feel strange that's one of those things where like in a comic that wouldn't be jarring because you can have your writer and artist and you know you're you're in business with the same people essentially but it would be like just one of those differences between mediums is that i think that would feel very very different on television now the kid who's playing bruce wayne when he started he was like you know a little kid like he was 12 or something i don't can't remember i was like look a little baby bruce now he's a dude He's like a teenager. He's growing. If they did, even if they did a one or two year time jump, could he like have stubble even if they have to add it on? You know, I don't know. I mean, he looks very young still, but he looks like a, a, a young man as opposed to a little kid. Yeah. What do you think? If they did a time jump, would it work? What are your thoughts about Jeremiah? I think they could do a time jump. I mean, he doesn't have to be a full on Batman yet. Right. It would be the beginning of his training when he decides to go down the path. However, they're going to play it on that show. Why not? I mean, why not spend... Uh, isn't that what we want to see? I just hope that they don't do what they did in Smallville and give us, like, one shot of him in the suit at the Ugh, very end. I know. That's why I refuse to watch Smallville. I, mean, I, even I if watched that last episode and was like, really? What if it's a proto-Batman? Like, we see he's actually in, like, you know, Bill Finger's Batman. No, they've for, already done a proto-Batman. He's, like, wearing kind of a kick-ass outfit. Yeah. He actually no, looks like Nick better, Cage. Something as, better. You know, like, a, a prototype, a real Batman yeah. costume. I would like to see that. Not the Bob Kane red super no. Batman outfit where I was like, I'm Batman. You know, glad that didn't happen. Gravitron is happening on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They might be in their very last season because this is the finale. It's called The End. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but that's what they're calling it. They're saying it's The End. It's probably not. I would imagine that they're going to be like, look, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't continue on ABC, but guess what? Disney's got this new streaming thing. It's just called S.H.I.E.L.D. I wouldn't be shocked or amazed if they continued the sixth season over at the, the the Disney streaming service, different than the DC streaming service. I don't even know what the Disney one is called. But what are your thoughts about Gravitron, played by Adrian Pazdar, who's an amazing actor? Love him. If you never saw the series Profit, check that out. It's a little nugget for you. It's not having Catherine any- Bigelow's Near Dark. He stars oh, yeah. in Near Dark. No, I just bought Near Dark. I had to spend a pretty penny on it because for some reason they aren't putting it back out on Blu-ray, but that is an amazing movie. Does it have the Twilight cover? I didn't get that one, no. That's the, that's the one I refused to get. So I know that's the Blu-ray. I just got a, I just got a DVD, which cost money. So, yeah. so you look, it's not, it's not the Blu-ray quality, that, but when they, they have to get rid of that Twilight cover. I have my limits. So anyway, let's stop talking about Near Dark. <laughs> what do you think about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Have you been watching it? Uh, I, you know, I watch, it's a show I, I've always watched since the beginning, I, but I check in on it sporadically. And I like it. I mean, I, it, it, I didn't like it at first, but then as the more Inhumans thing came in and, right. and the, 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 there was a lot of subterfuge, characters were shown to be bad that we didn't think they were bad at first. I, I like the show. I don't know what's going to end up happening. I mean, are people going to disappear? Um, I think, well, my hopes are people are going to disappear. I'm glad Inhumans disappeared. They got, it's like, it got canceled, really? That's the most non-shocking news. that I was like, oh, they decided to finally announce that it's canceled. We knew it was gone after we saw the first episode in IMAX. What a crap show that was. So as the sooner that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can div- 
divorce themselves. Remember, they were like, the Terrigen Mist and introducing in humans. Nah, 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 nah. Get rid of that whole plot line. Get a brand new one. I'm glad they went out to space. They were like, look, we need to just get, get you know, something new. Cree, let's get that in. What do you think? I'm not caught up on the series. I'm curious if the end is a reference to Visions of the Future, because mm. that is a title Marvel has used for several things, which is about, like, looking forward to the end. But I also don't know what their plans are for potentially what I think you were hinting at, integrating with the movie yeah, continuity. Right. I don't... I, I, I'm... I have... Like, I've not been great at keeping up with the show, but I've always enjoyed it when I when I did catch up. And I've, I have several friends who have been shouting Graviton for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So good, good job, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a little clip online that you can watch that I watched, and I was like, it's awesome. It's, he's, he's the perfect villain for this series, and I don't know where they're going to go next, but I'd like to see it continue. Guess what's continuing? Iron Fist Season 2, the, se- the, the season you didn't ask for. They wrapped shooting in New York, and Finn Jones promises us a season unlike anything seen before. Now, you know why? Why? Because he's going to disappear in, like, episode four, and they're going to have <laughs> nine more episodes with characters looking for him and dealing with the aftermath oh, of... Oh, God, please make no, that not know. be... But that well, would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I might watch it then. Guess what? I watched the first season painfully, a lot of it through fast-forwarding. Sorry, I'll just be honest about it. Um, that season, out of all the other seasons, look, I've watched all of the Netflix series, and I've enjoyed all of them to a point, except for, like, you know... Iron Fist really was like torturous for me. What are your thoughts about Iron Fist 2? And I think just like Luke Cage and the creators on Luke Cage and Coulter himself are like, look, we kind of stumbled a little bit in the second half of Luke Cage season one. We're aware of it. So we don't even have to we didn't have to say it vocally. There was said, but they heard it and they also felt that way themselves. So they were like, we went about and course corrected and made sure that we didn't have that same thing happen for season two, which I can't wait to see season two of Luke Cage. I'm really looking forward to that. Iron Fist season two didn't he want to hear it get announced? I was like, look, just fold him into the Defenders or or make him part of the Luke Cage series, just because it, it felt so weak. And but it I, got good viewership. I don't care. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of the showrunner and they got a brand new writer because it needed something. I mean, you know, it's like views mean nothing. There's a lot of series that have millions of views, which I'll never watch. But I mean, I know what you're saying. So it did get enough for Netflix to be like, all right, this re, you know, we did sign it up. But I feel like they kind of begrudgingly, like, God damn, we have to do Iron Fist. But if they were smart enough to be like, look, Iron Fist season one sucks, we're going to make sure Iron Fist season two kills it. And I think that's what Finn Jones is kind of saying is like, we are going to deliver on this season. What do you think, Amy? I hope so. I mean, I absolutely hope so. Uh, the the team that's making this season, I want them to knock it out of the park. Uh, I, I I have the same question. You're again joking, and I'm I'm not totally sure what we're doing with our spoiler policy for Infinity War. Uh, but like ramifications, like those events, are the kinds of things that like Jessica Jones, the character, was built. To yes. handle situations like that, and it's sort of a shame that we may that that might because of the nature of the way things are made, that's not likely to be something we get to see. But like that's specifically like no one is better situated for a like did my crappy ex husband fake his own death or is he literally gone? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the situation a superhero detective is made for. Right. Anyway, uh, that aside. People have to work with what's in front of them. And if you've got Iron Fist Season 2, if that's the challenge in front of you, I hope you knock it out of the park. You've got some great people in your cast. You've got some great material to work with. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, I mean, I really want 
Iron Fist 2 to be amazing. I, I wanted the first one to be amazing. I might sound like I'm being way too hard on the series, but guess what? I was disappointed. I'm not afraid to say it. I want to see them do a really good job with Iron Fist Season 2, with Luke Cage Season 2. I like where Jessica Jones Season 2 is going. I still have a few issues, to, a few episodes to finish on that. I actually look at movies and TV shows now as issues of comic books. Call me crazy. Ryan Coogler also thinks that way because he wants to do an all-female Black Panther movie. Now, that that's music to my ears. I mean, I want to see a Black Panther movie, and I would also love to see Shuri wear the Black Panther outfit, either as Black Panther and just call it that, or do an all-female series, a spin-off series, as you will. What do you think? There's so much goodness in those characters. It was something we all walked out noticing from the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some unbelievable talent attached. There's like a, a... world-class playwright attached in the form of Denai Guerrera. Mm. Did, have you heard the story of how Ryan Coogler kind of discovered his female leads for that movie? Mm-mm. He went to see uh, Lupina Nyong'o starring in the Broadway play, straight play, not musical, the Broadway play that Denai Guerrera wrote and Lupita Nyong'o starred in. Ryan Coogler was in that audience going like, well, hello! Wow. Hello, incredible talent! <laughs> uh, like, they have a murderer's row of, 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 of talent behind that screen yeah. there. Like, and that's not even counting Shuri, not even counting the Queen Mother, not even, like, not even counting Florence Kasumba and the rest of... Uh, like, they, they, I mean, I'm delighted to hear this. I'm so happy you said that, because, I mean, I, did, I wasn't even aware of her screenwriting prowess, but if you get the Black Panther Blu-ray, which comes out tomorrow... I got an advanced copy. A couple of the sweaties got some advanced copies and instantly absorbed that stuff. And what did I go to right away? All those deleted scenes because I was like hearing about them and then seeing them is something different. So all, there's four deleted scenes that could go into the the movie seamlessly. Roka, yep. what do you think? Yeah, loved it. Wouldn't, I mean, those deleted scenes, wouldn't they seamlessly go right in? I want to see that four-hour cut. Don't be shaken about it. I, I know the guy scored it. I want to see it. Can you just have a private screening? Because I'm in. I'll check out that four-hour version because these scenes really add to the film. I mean, they really, especially the Okoy scene. There's an Okoy scene which is very... With her husband? Yes. That's a great scene. It's a very, it might be online. They might have dropped it is a few online. things online. Okay, so definitely, I think I haven't even de- dove, dove that deep into it because I'm trying to finish a bunch of other things right now. Life is really tough. I gotta tell you. you know, so sometimes <laughs> you just fall, you fall off. You're like, I got, I've only seen four episodes of that 13 episode series. Name which one you're talking about. I've got five of them right now. I'm like in the middle of trying to get through that. <laughs> <laughs> doing music videos. I'm going to cry, baby. I'm done cry, baby. We're done. Black Panther, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, got to get it. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to definitely, we're going to get uh, Black Panther stuff happening. Blu-rays. I, I don't know how we're going to get Dude, I ordered the 3D Blu-ray from the UK. Damn, that's right. Robert, is, up? you're really into that Blu-ray thing. The 3D Blu-ray. 3D Blu-ray. Because now there's no, no one's putting out 3D Blu-rays domestically. You've got to get them. Overseas. Well, how are how are we going to see Collider Heroes in 3D? Well, we're not, <laughs> but you can listen to us on podcast. That's right, we're on Podcast One. Go and subscribe to it right now. So when you're stuck in the car and you don't get to see our pretty faces, all of us Tauruses, <laughs> our birthday is all this week. That's craziness. That's madness. <laughs> I didn't even know about your birthday, man. The 18th. I, I feel kind of lame about that i can't believe that i was like it must be somewhere near it's literally one two three four so that's insane um so anyway subscribe to collider heroes so i could blow your ears out just in case you were listening right now and i started yelling sorry don't get in a car crash here come some twitter questions let's go uh patrick adams asks what will the snap mean for the tv shows that are connected to the mcu will some characters disintegrate to keep continuity now that's something we were talking about with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they've been kind of hinting at, like, 
Well, these series on TV used to be part of the MCU. They'd always be like, well, that green guy, they'd throw in some, like, The incident. Yeah, the incident or Thor's hammer. They'd throw in some little comment. And, you know, it became kind of like, you don't have to talk about it. We get it. They're never going to be in it. Oh, wait, there's Sif. So, you know, and then the Russo brothers have talked about, like, all these different characters that we didn't see in the movie who survived, who didn't, who got dusted. They're like, Sif got dusted. I was like, come on. Did they say that? Did I miss that? They said Sif got dusted. Yeah, but I... I'm sure they're playing with us because that's that's the way they do. I'm I'm not mad at the Russos. But what do you think? Who's getting dusted? Is Coulson going to be in mid-sentence and like turn into dust? Are they going to do that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is that how the season is going to end? What do you think? Yes. Because it was it, Coulson, it was a, he was spun out. He was in Iron Man One. Yeah, you know he 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 founded the MCU as a character. Yeah. So why wouldn't they? I don't know if he's going to be dusted. Maybe somebody, people around him will be. Well, he gets to be in Captain Marvel. Hopefully, he's got a long, long hair, like you know, rocking some kind of '90s grunge thing. He's like, I'm really into Soundgarden. I'd love to see Coulson rocking out to some grunge. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> uh, well. Uh, I'm, it's it's difficult to speculate since I'm not caught up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I don't know how it would fit in with what they're doing, but it is such a unique opportunity. Like, it could totally derail the thing you're trying to do, or it could give you, uh, like, a storytelling chance no one else in the universe has. Uh, so I, I hope that if they do it, it fits in nicely with what they are working on and with their, like... I hope that if they do it, they know they have another year to plan this out so that whatever happens next year, right. it gets to all feel intentional and cool. Because there's the chance that that could work out just in an operatically beautiful way. But if not, then I would say stay away from it. I think that what you just said is really smart because Disney is launching their streaming service. Whatever happens with Comcast, whatever, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about they're launching this streaming service regardless. And this is a series, and there are multiple different series, Moon Knight, many series that we've talked about on this show that can very easily translate into buco money for Disney if they're like, check it out, guys. Like, DC Universe is just throwing, here's Doom Patrol, we're losing our minds. And I think Marvel and Disney are seeing that, and they're like, oh, just wait, baby. Just hold on. Are you, hold on? Are you, are you sitting down? Because when that happens, when that announcement does happen, which will probably be later this year or early next year when they actually announce what they are doing like we keep hearing about all these star wars tv series and like john favreau doing that which i think that's great seven years after return of the jedi count me in but they already had my money because of all this marvel stuff and they haven't even announced anything yet and i'm waiting with bated breath but i feel like if they're going to integrate their characters from their movies with their characters on their series what better way to do it is on their own platform so i would say that whatever they're doing maybe with agents of shield if it does actually transform it's up to abc to lose that you know what i'm saying that's owned by disney but it's like all those people are like we don't know what's happening somebody knows what what's happening we just don't know yet but good question next question is jose guevara asks what's the latest on a robotech movie now We know that James Wan is a giant Robotech fan, and he signed on to be an executive producer on the series. Guy's pretty busy. He's also doing a thing called Swamp Thing for DC (laughs) as an EP. Hopefully, he'll be directing that very first episode. Now, I haven't heard anything about any further movement on Robotech, even down to a writer. My guess is they probably do have a writer attached, and they just haven't announced it yet, and they're moving slowly forward because Juan is super busy with a little film called Aquaman. So um, what do you think about Robotech being a movie and James Wan making that his next film? What do you think? I mean, it sounds like a good fit. I'm a little biased. I love Swamp Thing. I hope that it gets the attention it requires. Um, But I'm sure he's got all of this taking it into consideration. Uh, So I don't know. Like, I can't 
can't really answer the question in terms of I have no insider knowledge about the right. status of Robotech, uh, but I'll cross my fingers. What do you think? Well, I'm a huge Robotech fan. As a matter of fact, I, well, Macross, I have sure. a, a fetish, a fetishistic attachment to Veritech fighters. Uh, they come in 148th scale, 160th scale. There's a company that just announced a 120th scale uh, Veritech fighter did, did in you, Jerwalk did, did mode. Did you say a 120th scale? I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> telling you, you know, Macross Frontier, I love right. them all. I just want to see a great Robotech movie. The technology exists finally. But, you know, I want to go back to the original telling of Macross. The original well, Macross, that's the original Robotech story. You know, I don't care about Genesis Climber, Mall Speed, or Southern Cross. I don't, even, do. I don't even know what he's talking about. But I, I personally, I've watched a bunch of Robotech, and I like it. I like it enough to want to see a live-action version. I want to see that. That's what Pacific Rim promised, and we got some of that in that first yep. movie. So hopefully we'll get it. And next question is, James Meller asks, why did Bucky's new metallic arm disintegrate into dust? Does that mean when he comes back, if he comes back, it will no longer be a prosthetic? Well, let me just take care of that really quickly. Everything d- disappeared into dust. Everybody. It wasn't like suits and costumes and boots were left. So the arm is just like everything else. Everything got dusted. So uh, do you guys have any other theories? No, I mean, I, I, I don't think that it, that's that was him. It's everyone's like, he, if he comes back, why do you think he's coming back? Right, he's gone. Yeah, he's Half dead, dude. The universe <laughs> is gone. Like, I don't, everybody's dead. Why are people saying that when he comes back? That was one. He you snapped know, his fingers. All right, next question. Big <laughs> Sal says Peter Jackson for an Etrigan the movie. Etrigan the Demon movie. Oh, I, that I could be an interesting notes. movie. Right up his alley. Is, what do you, uh, do you I agree? I shouted excitedly over you. Very sorry. No, no. I, I'm with you. I was like, when I read that, it's not even really a question. It's just a statement. But I wanted to say, good statement. I missed that in the notes. And then earlier when we were talking Peter Jackson, my brain went Etrigan the Demon. And like, I, I, we're just on the same wavelength. Peter clearly. Jackson, Etrigan. I would, you know what? I know Anna DuVernay is doing New Gods. I would love to see Peter Jackson do New Gods. But Etrigan is the, that would be I mean, if you Fantastic. can't get Guillermo del Toro to do Etrigan the Demon, you get Peter Jackson. Dead alive Peter Jackson. If you want to put Constantine, which is a great idea, stick Constantine in the movie, too. Yes. <laughs> I want to see Constantine in Swamp Thing. Sweaty question of the week comes from John Dowes asking, if we had gotten an Inhumans movie, how different would the MCU be, especially after seeing Infinity War? Well, ah. Very different, because guess what? Somebody on the table uh, spent like $24 going to see an IMAX Inhumans movie, and it sucked. So I don't count that. It's not, it wasn't the Inhumans movie that we were promised when that curtain got pulled down, and there was a list of movies, and the Inhumans was there, and Kevin Feige was like, we're doing the Inhumans. That's the one that Vin Diesel was supposed to play Black Bolt in. That's the movie that we all thought we were going to get, and then we got something else, which is canceled, and Rightfully so, I would say strongly suggest everyone, a lot of the actors involved are incredibly talented actors. I'm glad they've landed jobs elsewhere, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are talented who worked on that series who just got screwed, i.e. there was not enough time, they didn't put enough time and effort into the, the writing, the directing was horrible, everything about the execution of it was horrible, everything. So, I mean, I feel like, look, you got to take one, you, you, it's a sucky series, glad it's not being continued, but... Can they, in 10 years, get the Inhumans back? Can they just say, look, they've been on the, on the moon and we just never mentioned it before, and just kind of forget about the, this, this, uh, this thing that happened? What do you think, Amy? Well, that's an 
interesting question. I, I feel like they, obviously, if, if Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan, I'm actually not sure how to say her name because comics. Right. Uh, if she is an inhuman as she is in the comics, then clearly that's going to be part of it. And they've spent a lot of time in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show with right. the inhumans. Uh, so, it, like, that all, it has to mean something. I don't know exactly how they'll play it. They may decide to start fresh. But to me, the other interesting part of that question that we may not be able to get into today was sort of what do you think the plan was? How were they going to be involved before plans changed from a movie to a TV series? Was it supposed to be like one of the stones would end up with them? Was it supposed to be like the cosmic direction of them? What, like, is it that something we got wouldn't have existed because of the space taken up by them? That's an interesting question, and I don't know. Well, you know what? I mean, it's a, you know, I know that we, uh, we got to wrap it up because we're doing another thing right now, but spoilers for Inhumans was like, sort of like Inhumans in the comic books was slowly becoming the X-Men. Remember how they were like, we're getting ready to do the Inhumans movie. They're going to be what mutants are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So those Terrigen Mists and like the transformational devices. So we're still seeing that put forth, only they're called Celestials and they're called Deviants and it's called the Eternals. So those seeds have now been planted for many years now in the MCU. And I could see some of that. I don't know if they're going to bring the Terrigen Mists back in the way that the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have kind of brought it in. Which is based on the way they played out in Higgins yes. Infinity. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's going to be some kind of synergistic approach to combining those two things, but not for a long time. What do you think, Robert? Well, I mean, it would have been interesting to see how they integrated the Inhumans with all the other characters from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like, I would like to have seen Black Bolt take on Thanos. Yeah. You know, I would have liked to have seen Medusa hanging out with Gamora and Rocket uh, Raccoon riding Lockjaw. Yeah. All of that. See, now that would have been great. I mean, th- those kinds of things. But, but again, the Inhumans has such a rich history of its own. I think it would have been difficult. But if you wanted to incorporate them, maybe they've just been on the moon. Yep. You know, and you, you just forget what we've seen before. I don't know what you deal with the well, Agents would, of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, but I mean, yeah. they, they're just on the moon hidden and nobody knows. And it, it's what Thanos did that brings them out of. I love that, and I want to see them Kirby-ized, because there was no element of Kirby that existed in that series. So there's a way to reboot it very easily, because that series isn't really, you know, it's very forgettable. So all the people who didn't see it are not even going to remember, oh, didn't they do something in humans? Yeah, you don't want to, just wait. Or the Inhumans could come from deep space. You know, you can change maybe their origins around or something. There are sections of them. And why not? Well, there's a lot lot left to talk about and explore with the Inhumans, and hopefully they get it right on the second time around. So, you know, MC Marvel, the cinematic version of Marvel, has really not failed yet. Uh, the, cin- the TV versions, a couple of uh, ding-dongs in there. And that's it for this episode of Heroes. Definitely watch our non-spoiler review of Deadpool 2. It'll be up tonight at 8 p.m. I don't know where you are in the universe on Earth, but just kind of like look it up and then be like, Shink, oh, it's 7 in the morning for you UK sweaties. Sorry, guys. But you know what? It'll be worth it. We're going to get into it. But non-spoilers. We're not going to spoil anything. Definitely check it out. May 16th, come and hang out with us at Panera here in Burbank, right across from the AMC, 16 at 1 p.m. Get your tickets for Avengers Infinity War for the 230 IMAX screening, and just let's get sweaty because it's going to be fun. Hopefully it's not 90 degrees out there. Um, But, you know, Panera, they love heroes. We've got a lot of fans who actually work there, so uh, let's get some coffee. Hey, guys, that's been it for Robert, Amy, myself. It's the birthday week, babies. Let's go. Napa know-how.
At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Turn quick stops for this and that into quick stops for cash back. With new Chase Freedom Flex, you'll earn 3% cash back at drugstores. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cars are issued by JP Morgan Chase Bank NA, member FDIC.